We continue the laws of the three weeks. We've talked about the time from the 17th of Tammuz till Rosh Chodesh Av, from Rosh Chodesh Av until Erev Tishabav. We've talked about the laws of Erev Tishabav. Now let's talk about the laws of Tishabav itself. Now in Tishabav, we mourn five tragedies that occurred on Tishabav. The first already happened back in the Midbar. That was our improper reaction to the report of the Meraglim, the spies. Because we cried when we heard the report, it was decreed that we would decry, we would cry on this day for, for future generations, and we had to stay in the desert for 40 years. Second event, the first Beit HaMidrash was destroyed on Tishabav. The third one is the second Beit HaMidrash destroyed on Tishabav. The fourth one is Betar, which is the last stand of the revolt of Bar Kokhva, fell on Tishabav and thousands of Jews were slaughtered. Number five, the site of the Beit Midrash was plowed by the Roman general, Turnus Rufus. Five events historically that happened in Tishabav, five tragic events. The truth is in so-called modern times, in recent history, there were two other events that happened in Tishabav. First of all, the expulsion of the Jews from Spain in 1492 was on Tishabav. And more recently, World War One actually started on Tishabav. So today's set aside for not the best things to happen. What are the prohibitions on Tishabav? Well, number one, eating, drinking, two, washing or bathing, three, something we're not so into nowadays, anointing, four, marital relations, five, wearing leather footwear. Leather footwear cannot be worn. One can wear a leather belt. And even learning Torah is prohibited on Tishabav. As it says, The laws of Hashem are straight. They're just. And they're as a result, they make the heart glad. And since this is a day we cannot have simcha, even learning Torah cannot be done on this day. Now even though Tisha B'Av is a rabbinic fast, unlike all other rabbinic fasts, because of the gravity of the events that took place, these prohibitions start at Shkia and go until Tzedek Kochavim. It's a 25-hour fast. Some details as far as the above prohibitions that we talked about. Rinsing one's mouth with water onto Shabbat, face down over the sink, can only be done if and if and only if in great distress. So in general, that's not allowed. Even that's not allowed unless one is in great distress. It's a good idea in general to brush one's teeth and wash out one's mouth before the fast begins. Okay, as far as medicines go, one should consult with a, a Rav or a religious doctor in general. Okay, and uh, a solid medicine could be taken, but without water to rinse it down. It's not called a chila. Okay, the, the medicine, that medicine should not be flavored. If it's flavored, that, in, in, that introduces another level of complication. If it's a liquid medicine, only can be taken if it's very bitter. Once again, this is already a realm we're consulting with a with a, a religious doctor. A rav should be done beforehand, and uh, so one knows what to do. Okay, on Tishabah, one cannot wash any part of his body unless it gets dirty, and then you can only wash the dirty area. As far as nitilatya daim, okay, in the morning when you prepare for davening. After you go out of the bathroom, okay, you need to do nitila. You could do nitila until the knuckles, until your knuckles, okay, and not past that. 
One can use deodorant on Tisha B'Av. It's not considered anointing. Shoes of leather, even if only partially leather, as the case is with some sneakers, you've got to be careful, is prohibited. You have to wear shoes that are not leather. Okay, must, must be made of other cloth or some other material. Okay, um, as we said, given that learning Torah provides simcha, learning Torah is prohibited on Tisha B'Av. There are some exceptions to this. Parts of the Torah connected to the tragedy of Tisha B'Av for example, the books of Echa or Eov and the commentaries can be learned. Parts in the Gemara that discuss, discuss the destruction, whether it be the third parak, third parak, third chapter of Moed Katan, or in Gitin, Dafnun Vavam Beitun and Chet Amod Aleph talks about the Chorban, Sotu and Sanhedrin, Kuf Yudalad Amod Aleph until Kuf Yudalad Amod Beit. Okay, those can be uh, learned on Tishabav. Also, the Halachot related to Tishabav can be learned on Tishabav. Let's talk about the tefillot and minhagim of Tisha B'av. Okay, we do not initiate greeting to people on Tisha B'av. The rest of the year definitely is a good idea, proper thing to do, but not on Tisha B'av. If somebody greets you, you should respond, but in a soft voice. On the night and day until until the night and day until chatzot, until halachic midday. One sits on the floor or on something no higher than three tfachim off the floor, one foot off the floor. After chatzot, we can sit on chairs. But once again, the night and until halachic midday, until chatzot, we sit on the floor or on something no higher than three tfachim. And after chatzot, we can sit on chairs. Let's talk about the tefillot. Okay, let's start with marav. At marav time, the parochet is removed from the Oran Kodesh. The lighting is diminished. People sit on the floor and marav is set in a mournful tune. We say our Shmonesve, we don't add anything special Shmonesve unless it's Motzei Shabbat, in which case we add Atach Tanut, as we do it every Motzei Shabbat. After that, after the Shmonesve, Echa is read, and a small amount of Kinot are said. On that night, we lessen our comfort. If you normally sleep with two pillows, you sleep with one pillow. Sleep with one pillow, no pillows. Okay, we lessen our comfort. Okay, um... Well, there's also a machlok as to whether in the morning the bracha should be made on the talit katan. We'll see, we do not wear a talit gadol for shachrit. So what about making a bracha on talit katan? So there's a machloket. If one wants to avoid this machloket, one should sleep wearing his talit katan. In which case, all agree he does not make a bracha on it in the morning. So says Rosh Shlomo Zalman Arbach. Okay, let's talk about shachrit. Okay, the talit gadol and tefillin are not worn at shachrit. We'll wear them only at mincha time. In your Shmon Esrei, uh, there are no additions for the regular Davner, only for the Shteach Tzibur, who adds a Nenu, in the part where he usually adds a Nenu on a fast day in Shachrit. We do not have Birkat Konim in Shachrit. We've talked before about a paradox concerning Tisha B'Av. On the one hand, Tisha B'Av is the greatest day of mourning in the Jewish calendar. Yet in the literature, it's also called Moed. In Echa, it's called Moed, Kra'alai Moed, which is a term usually used for Yom Tov. So the above does have halacha ramifications, such as during Shachri we do not say Avinu Malkenu, or not Mincha time either, nor do we say Tachnun. Okay, uh, after the Chazra Shatz in Shachri, the Torah is taken out, and three aliyot, aliyot are read from Sefer Devarim, Perk Dalit, Pasuf Kafhe, Kitolid Banim, and also there's a Maftir from Yirmiyahu, Asoft Asifem. Okay, that's the third aliyah, has a Maftir also. Okay, after Torah, the Torah is returned to the Aron, we read Kinot, which ideally take up a good part of the morning. 
Okay, we do not read Eicha at Shachrit. Well, the Mishnah Bros says it's a proper thing that the individuals say at some time during the day, during the saying Eicha, we said the night before, but um, but uh, some people say Eicha at the end of davening, but the individual should say it sometime during the day, also the Megillah of Eicha. After the Kinot, we say Ashri Valetzon. In Valetzon, we do not say the sentence of Anizotriti, etc., which is a reference to Limutura. In other words, we start... We start Uval Etzion Goel, the Shavei Peshu Akov Nu Mashem, and then we skip to Atak Kadosh. Ein Kelu Shir Shoyom Lam Nasech between Ashri Val Etzion are not said at Shachri time. Okay, we'll continue with this part two in the next year. Have a wonderful day.